Hebrews chapter 4. You read verses 1 through 11. You can go ahead and stand for the reading of God's Word. Hebrews chapter 4. Read verses 1 through 11, then we'll pray. You may be seated after that. Hebrews chapter 4. Starting in verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise be left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For which have believed to enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all of his works. And in this place again, that they shall enter into my rest. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Again, he limited a certain day, saying to, in David, Today, after so long a time as it is said, Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that has entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Lord, we thank you for this church. Thank you for the opportunity to, to uh, give a message tonight, Lord, from your word. Uh, we thank you so much for your precious word and just for your, just how you can use a life, Lord, how you can use us, how you can bless us, and how we get the opportunity just to, to praise you and glorify you because of it, Lord. And how you just choose to use People like me and people like us, Lord, thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for your precious word. In the name we pray. Amen. If you look again with me at verse 9, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Uh, the title of our message this evening is Enter into Rest. Enter into Rest. Verse 3 says, For we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said, As I have sworn in my wrath that they shall enter into my rest although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. We need to enter into that rest that only God through Jesus can provide us with. There is rest available to the weary and burdened soul. There is rest for our spirit, rest from the worries, rest from concerns, rest from burdens, rest from family situations. There is the rest, the most important rest of salvation. We can know where we're going when our life ends. And that is such a restful thought, a restful thing to know. We can know where we're going. There's also the rest of submission, submitting to God's will for our life, or, or confessing that sin he's just, he's just he's pricking our conscience about, that submission, that, that rest of submission, knowing we're in the will of the Lord regardless the rest of submission, then the rest of service. Living your life for the Lord. Serving Him. Letting Him use your life to invite people to church. Use your life to be a witness. Use your life to bring people in, to get people saved. All this, all this rest is available to the Christian who just seeks to acquire it. Someone once said, may it please God to reveal to His children the nearness of Christ, standing and knocking at the door of every heart ready to come in and rest forever there 
and to lead the soul into his rest. Faith in Christ should equal rest in Christ. But not always does a Christian progress in their walk in Christ to more than just a saving knowledge of him. We need to progress past that saving knowledge, progress past just being saved or just needing the milk of the word, but progress to having that living knowledge of him. Where we're, we're chewing on that meat of the word, we're living for him, we're living out his word in our life. Unbelief always equals unrest. We need to be very careful and diligent about not missing out on the rest the Lord has available for every Christian that will just, if, they would, if we would just pursue it to acquire it. We need to choose to enter into this rest, though. We should not just be content to be saved from hell, but we should be choosing to live for heaven. Now, there were two stages in the deliverance of Israel out of Egypt. First, Moses led them out of Egypt, or he saved them from Pharaoh. Then Joshua led them into the promised land, or he led them into a life of abundance. And not once, he led them into that victory-filled life. He led them into a life of rest from the wilderness, from rest from the wanderings. He led them into life of rest by trusting God, by following God, by trusting God to fulfill his promises, by having that faith that the Lord will take care of them. We can have that same kind of rest, just having that faith that the Lord's going to take care of us if we're doing what he wants us to do. Now, this is the kind of example we should all follow. We should not be content to just be saved from Pharaoh or just be saved from hell, but we should be seeking to enter into that life of resting in Jesus, resting in his promises, resting in the victory-filled life that's available to every Christian. We should not be content to just be saved, but we should strive to live that victory-filled life, resting in Christ's provision for our life, resting in his comfort, resting in his loving arms, resting in Christ. So first off, I want you to notice we have a promise of rest in verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. We should be fearful or we should be careful that we enter into this rest. You do not want to live your life having never lived in the joy of this rest in Christ. Uh, another person said, our business is to see to it that we fulfill a legacy and lay our claim to that rest and freedom from the dominion of sin, Satan, and the flesh, by which the souls of men are kept in servitude and deprived of the true rest of the soul. We must accept the promise of rest. We have a promise of rest if we would just accept it and do what it takes. Don't let ourselves miss out on the blessings of resting in Christ. Mark 6, 30-31. And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told them all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. For they were many comings and goings, and they had no leisure so as much to eat. Sometimes we can get really, really busy. Uh, we can get real busy. Uh, busy doing the work of the Lord. We can get busy just family functions. We can just get really busy. Sometimes we just need to rest a while. Sometimes you need to take a pause from the busyness of life uh, and reflect on your life in Christ. Reflect on your spiritual life in Christ. Reflect on the blessings in your life. Reflect on how God has moved and worked in your life. Reflect on how God is moving and working currently in your life. 
Jesus wants us to experience that rest. This rest comes through him. This rest is made available by him. And sometimes this rest is even ordered by him. Sometimes circumstances may come about in our life that force us to slow down, stop us from doing what we want to do. We're just kind of forced to rest. And we may not want the rest. We may not think it's rest. But the Lord just wants us to, to rest in him for a while. Rest in his arms and reflect on our relationship with him. Grow in our relationship with him. We need to rest a while with Jesus. Come all ye that labor and are heavy laden and rest. We need to rest a while with Jesus. Rest with our Lord. Enter into that rest. Verse 1 says, let us therefore fear. There are certain things we should be fearful about. We should be fearful about a lack of knowledge of God's word. We should be fearful for other people for having a lack of knowledge of God's word. We look around us and the world has a desperate lack of knowledge of God's word. We should be fearful. We should be concerned about that. That should burden us. We should want to get people to have that knowledge, that saving knowledge of God's word. That should be a burden on our souls to see that. We can see that the, the, the knowledge is just dwindling. We need to get out there. We need to be, we need to be doing more for the Lord. But rest Rest in him as we're reaching. So how will we ever know how we are to enter into the rest of the Lord? Enter into that rest the Lord wants us to have if we do not have that knowledge of his word. If we do not have the knowledge of, I guess you could say, the instruction, so to speak, of his word, of how to enter into that rest. If we're not reading the Bible, if we're not doing just the basic things, we're not praying, how are we going to have that knowledge to enter into that rest that he wants us to have? He wants us to rest in him. He wants us to, to turn things over to him, to trust him with things. So the writer of Hebrews is constantly challenging the Hebrew Christians to grow in their knowledge and faith in Christ. So how do we do this? How do we grow in our knowledge? How do we grow in our faith in Christ? Romans 10:17 answers this question for us. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We need the Word of God to grow in our faith. We need the Word of God to grow in that, that ability to rest in His Word. We need the Word of God in our life. We need to make sure we're hearing the Word of God preached. We need to make sure we're hearing the Word of God taught. We need to make sure we're diligently studying, learning the God, Word of God, memorizing the Word of God. Not just coming on Sundays, but by reading and studying every day of the week on our own. Psalm 5, through my voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I shall direct my prayer unto thee. And I will look up. In Psalm 55, 17, evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. We need it consistently throughout the week, consistently throughout the day. We should be in his word, praying, communicating to him. That's how we can rest. That's how we can enter into that rest. Not only is there a promise of rest, but we also need faith to rest. Look at verses 2 and 3. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. And this is for we which have believed, do enter into rest. Faith in Christ is needed to enter into rest in him. 
need more, we need more than just having a head knowledge of Christ. You cannot rest just having a head knowledge of Christ. You need to make sure with all diligence you have that heart knowledge of Christ. You have that relationship with Christ. You've accepted him as your Savior. You know you're a sinner. You know he paid the penalty for your sin. You know that if you were to die without him as your Savior, you're going to go to a Christless eternity hell. You need to make sure you have that personal relationship with Christ by faith. Then you can enter into that rest with him. You need to know Jesus by grace through faith as your Savior. Then you can rest. You can have the access to that rest. You can, your needs you can give to him and rest. Your, your burdens you can give to him and rest. True rest will not come to those who do not know Christ as their Savior. True rest will only come to those who possess Christ as their Savior, and he is the Lord of their life. We need to make ourselves ready to hear the preaching, ready to hear the teaching of God's Word. We need to have faith, we need to develop our faith, we need to grow our faith so we're able to hear, we're able to accept, we're able to get that spiritual profit from God's Word, from the preaching of God's Word, from the teaching of God's Word, from from our personal devotions of reading God's word. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. We must have faith in order to enter into that rest with Jesus. Make sure you're coming to church ready to hear and receive the word of God. Another man wrote, We must be careful lest we fail to believe God's word, for in it only as the word is mixed with faith that it can accomplish its purposes. Unbelief closes our heart to God. Unbelief closes one's heart to God. It removes itself from God's power in your life. And unbelief will render the word of God to no effect in your life. If the word of God has no effect on you, it may be because you're living in a state of unbelief. If the word of God has no effect on you, maybe you're living in a state of your soul backslidden that you just it doesn't have any effect. You've hardened your heart so much from from not submitting to the, the pricking or the, the, the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart, the Word of God has no effect on you. It could be that you're not just trusting. You're backslidden. You're not believing. You're not resting in the power of God. We need to make sure the Word of God affects our heart. When the Word of God stops affecting our heart, we have a problem. We need to start confessing, figuring out whatever is in our life. We need to confess and submit and surrender that to the Lord and make sure the Word of God always affects our heart, always affects our life. We should not let anything keep the Word of God from affecting our life. If it's a schedule, if it's a, if whatever it is, we need to make sure we're not allowing anything to affect our tender heart to the Lord, our tender heart to His Word. The most needed thing for us is when we are studying the Word of God is faith. Without faith, the Word of God cannot profit us. We need to develop the habit of faith in our life to keep our hearts open to God. True faith is resting in Christ. Faith is resting in what another will do for you. Faith stops seeking help in itself. With all of its troubles, weaknesses, and needs, faith seeks its help from a source that is greater and more powerful than itself. We need to place our total faith in the one that is all sufficient to meet any need and that one is Christ Jesus, the Lord. With this kind of faith placed in him, you can find the rest that you need for your soul. So we've been given a promise of rest, and we know we need to have faith to rest, but we must also choose to rest. Verses 4 to 6 in our passage. 
For he spake in a certain place on the seventh day on this wise. And God did rest the seventh day from all of his works. And in his place again that they shall enter into my rest. Seeing therefore remaineth that some must enter therein. And they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. God provides this rest. He is the source of this rest. He's the source of the rest that we need for our weary souls. We just must, with faith, choose to get that rest. As God finished his work at creation and rested from it, he will also cause those who believe in Christ, when their work is finished on this earth, to enjoy that rest with him one day, the ultimate rest with him in heaven. Genesis 2, 3, And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all of his work, which God created and made. The connection of finishing a work or a job well done and then resting is clearly seen in this example. As I was studying this, I was thinking about a time when I was, I think I was about 14 or 15. I was in high school. And if I say the name, Jerry probably knows this, this family. Um, I was kind of, not necessarily tricked, but uh, uh, maybe they didn't represent this job quite like I thought it was going to be. Anyway, um, it, it was a job that involved uh, moving railroad ties. And we had a, like a whole big stack of railroad ties in one location. We had to load up the pickup truck, drive a few miles, and unload it. And we did that for probably eight to ten hours one day. I was so tired. I don't think I've ever been that tired in my life, lifting those heavy railroad ties up into the back of the pickup truck, driving, lifting them out. It was a hot summer day. I think I strained muscles I didn't know I had that day. Um, I, I remember coming home, and I just fell asleep, like, instantly on the couch. And it was, like, on late night in the morning before I woke up and actually went to bed. I mean, it was just, I was just wiped out from that. But you know what? That rest I had after that day, I loved that rest. <laughs> that was sweet rest. I loved that rest. It almost made me want to go work that hard again just so I could rest like that, but then I kind of like, no, maybe not. But that rest, the greatest rest you can ever get is the rest that you get after a hard day's work. That's just, it's great rest. You get great rest. Well, rest is better. It is sweeter after we give something our all. It's greater, it's sweeter after we give something our all. So why not give God our all? Why not give God our all? Why not give God our all and just see what he can do? Just be surrendered, be willing, be ready. Say, Lord, I'll do it. Whatever it is, I'll do it. Let's give God our all. Let's give God our all in, in, in our relationship with him. Let's give God our all in our, just our Bible reading, in our, our church attendance. Let's give God our all in our, our witnessing to people, our inviting people to church, our, our trying to get people saved. Let's just give God our all. Choose to work hard at, at what God has for us to do. Choose to enter into that rest that God wants us to have. We have, that, we have that burden. Give it over to him. Enter into that rest. We have that situation. Give it over to him. Enter into that rest. As I was studying, I was uh, kind of had this, I couldn't quite place the tune, but I had the words running through my mind of this old song. And, and so I, I kind of just kind of looked up the lyrics, and I'll, I'll just read a little bit of it to you. Come, ye weary, heavy laden, Faint and wounded in the strife. I will bear anew your burdens. I will give you light and life. Still from heaven the Savior pleadeth, as of old in Galilee. 
O ye weary, heavy laden, weak and wounded, come to me. Are ye vanquished in the conflict with the myriad host of sin? I have borne the heat of battle, that the victory ye might win. Does the way seem long and dreary, leading to the mansions blessed? Soon beside the living waters ye shall find the promised rest. We can find that rest that we need in Jesus. We can find that rest that we need in our salvation with Christ. We can find that rest that we need from a problem, from a, a family difficulty. We can find the rest that we need in Christ. We just need to give that over to him. Give that problem over to him. Give our life over to him. Trust him. Rest in his arms. He wants to give us that rest. We need to choose the rest. We need to go to Christ to rest. We need to let him give us that sweet rest of faith, that sweet rest of trust, that sweet rest of salvation. Our passage also tells us that unbelief robs us of rest, entered not in because of unbelief. Unbelief robs you of the rest of satisfaction. Unbelief robs you of the rest of living in faith. Unbelief robs you of the rest of God's blessings that God wants to bless us with. Don't be guilty of unbelief in God. Don't be guilty of unbelief of his promises. Choose to work at developing our faith and keeping our faith strong so we can never be guilty of unbelief in him. We have that belief in him. We have that faith in him. We can enter into that rest. He can comfort us. He can, we can give that burden to him. We can have that rest for our souls in Christ. But you also notice there is a day of rest. Look at verses 7 to 9. Again, he limiteth a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For Jesus had given them rest, and would he not afterward have spoken of another day? There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. As certain as God entered into his rest after six days of creation, and that Christ entered into his rest and is sitting down at the right hand of God, God wants to give us that rest. He wants to give us that, the rest of, of salvation. That God wants to give the Christian that eternal rest of salvation. God wants to give the Christian that rest from that problem, that rest from that burden. God wants to give the Christian that rest as well. We have access to that rest through Christ. Notice the urgency here. It says, He limiteth a certain day, saying to David, Today, and today, if you hear his voice, today is the day you need to enter into that rest. Today is the day, if you are not saved, you need to enter into the rest of salvation. Today is the day you need to surrender that problem, surrender that calling, surrender that issue, surrender that burden over to him. Today is the day you need to start doing what you know the Lord is tugging at your heart for you to start doing. Today is the day. It's urgent. Today is the day. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Here the writer is projecting into the future when all believers will find a heavenly rest. Heaven will be a place of deep satisfaction, deep and real joy, wonderful rest and blessing. And I was thinking about that heaven. I've got, my, both my parents are in heaven. I was just thinking about what wonderful rest they must be experiencing right now. You know, the, the, my dad struggled with his health towards the end and struggling for breath and He's not doing that anymore, you know. He's resting, joyful in heaven with the Lord. You know, what a day that will be. When my Jesus I shall see, when I look upon his face. What a day. What a day. 
So we have the rest of salvation. We can look forward to that rest of faith. The rest of faith in this life is a ceasing from our own works and resting in the finished work of Christ. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We have the rest of faith. True rest is found in God. It is his to give. That sweet fellowship with him could be rest to us. The, uh, think for a minute of all the Lord sees, how he feels about what he sees. Think of all he has done for you, all he has done for our family, our loved ones, all for mankind. Think of the patience he has with you. I'm so thankful for the patience he has with me. You know, I'm very thankful for that. Think for all the patience, long suffering he has with our planet. I know if I was God, I would have think I would have destroyed this a long time ago. You know, I don't think I would have had that kind of patience. So we need to have patience. We need to wait on the Lord. We need to trust him, have faith in him. He's going to take care of us. We can rest in knowing that he is going to take care of us. He will provide for our needs. We can rest in him. We need to learn and accept we may never understand certain things that's happened in our life or, or certain things that's happened or we think have been allowed to happen, but we just need to trust him with that childlike faith and have true, sweet, perfecting rest through him, by him, because of him. Hebrews 10, 36 to 37 says, For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. We need patience, but he's coming. So we got to get out there, bring them in, compel, compel them to come in. Many people out there need to be saved. We need to be working hard to bring them in. So they too can rest in the faith of salvation. They too can rest in the faith of submission. They too can rest in that faith of satisfaction, knowing they're on their way to heaven, knowing the Lord is their Savior. We need to bring them in. We need to labor to rest. Look at verses 10 to 11. For he that has entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. The same man fall after the same example of unbelief. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Labor to rest. It sounds kind of weird or different or it doesn't make sense. Labor to rest. Why can't I just rest now? You know, I don't need to skip the laboring part, skip the hard work. It's just labor now. Let's just rest now. But the Lord tells us we need to labor to rest. We need to be working the work of him that's in him. Labor in verse 10 has the meaning of being diligent, of being earnest, of putting your whole heart into it. You need to be this way about entering into the rest that Christ can provide us. We will not just happen to arrive at this rest. We need to do our best to get there. Entering into the rest of God is ceasing from self-effort and yielding our lives in full surrender to faith in what God can do with our life, how God can work in our life. Turn that over to him. Get that rest. Colossians 1.29, Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Resting in Christ is having a not I, but Christ attitude. This rest is true rest. When man quits resting in his own works, and by faith rests in Christ's works. Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Not I, but Christ. 
True rest is to have true delight and pleasure in the work of Christ. True rest is resting in the fact that Jesus, resting in the fact of Jesus' finished work, that he died for our sins, that we can have that rest of salvation. True rest is resting in the fact that Jesus is sitting on, the right, on his throne on the right hand of God. He's sitting on the throne of our life. True rest is knowing that our faith is in the hands of God, a loving God, and we can trust him forever with our life. Psalm 132, 14. This is my rest forever. Here will I dwell, for I've desired it. Rest forever. We can rest forever with the Lord. Dwell with the Lord. Rest in him. Enter into that rest. To get true rest, you must cease from your own works. You must consent and yield yourself to God. You must cease from self and live for God. Yet not I, but Christ. This is the rest you should want. This is the rest you should labor for. This is the rest you should do all you can to get. We should seek that rest. We should seek the true rest, that rest that is free from anxiety. That rest is free from worry and, and wonderings and, and just concerns. I know I've, I'm doing my best not to worry about things since we moved. It, sometimes, you know, you, you, that worry kind of gets the better of you, and you start worrying, then I just get convicted. I'm like, Lord's brought us this far, you know. We've trusted him this far. He's provided everything we needed and even some wants along the way. You know, we can trust him. Just stop worrying about it. I always get convicted when I start worrying and just trust the Lord. Sometimes Melissa will say, just trust the Lord. You know, why are you worried? I just, you know, sometimes it just creeps up on you. But that's when we know we need to, we have access to that rest. We can trust him. We know We've lived any length of time at all in our life. We know the Lord will provide. The Lord will take care of us. The Lord will not forsake us. He's going to be there for us so we can rest in him, rest in the Lord's provision. So we need to always be trusting in the Lord. This kind of rest can have joy. With this kind of rest, we can have contentment in whatever the circumstance is. Maybe not happiness in the circumstance, but we can have that joy of the Lord and contentment in that circumstance or whatever that circumstance may be. Uh, someone said, I think the supreme satisfaction that can come to a child of God is that he is in the will of God, doing the work of God, and trusting and just resting in him. We need to be in the will of God. We need to be doing the work of God. And then we have that true rest, that true satisfaction and trust and just rest in Christ. Are we in the will of God? Are we do we have that rest of salvation? Is he our savior? Are we in the will of God? Are we surrendered to him? We'll look at three different rests and then we're going to close. First, you have the rest of salvation. There is freedom and rest found in our salvation. You don't have that concern, that worry where you're going, that concern of what, what lies in the future. How is my future going to work out? We can rest in salvation. We can rest in, in with Jesus as our Lord. We can rest in what he's done for us, what the work, how he he lived, he died, he rose again. We can rest knowing that our sins are forgiven. We can have the rest of salvation. Salvation gives us knowledge of eternal rest. One day with God in heaven, John 8, 32 to 36. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou you shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. 
The Son makes us free from the penalty of sin. We shall be free indeed. We just need to trust him. It's so easy. We just need to trust him for that salvation. So you have the rest of salvation. You have the rest of submission. We learn to yield to him, learn to obey him. We have that rest of submission. When you are struggling with the direction the Lord is, is prompting you to go in your life, you're struggling with the decision, you're struggling with the circumstance, that you're struggling with whatever it is, submit that, give it over to the Lord, give it to him, and, and he will give you that peace. You can have that rest in Christ. Surrender that circumstance, surrender your will to him. Placing yourself into submission to God's direction and will for your life brings such sweet rest and peace. Philippians 4, 6-7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And a peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So we have the rest of salvation. We have the rest of submission. Then you have the rest of service. When you are doing the actual work that you have submitted to God to do with your life, it brings deep satisfaction, deep rest in your life. When you're struggling with the direction the Lord wants you to do, struggling with the work the Lord wants you to do for him, you don't really have much rest. You have, uh, you're just a little discontent. I know when I was uh, struggling about, not really struggling, but trying to discern what the Lord wanted us to do with, with planting this church, uh, I was talking to a pastor back in Tucson. He said, I think you're experiencing what I call holy discontentment. You know the Lord's working with you. You know the Lord wants you to do something. You just haven't quite figured it out yet. So you're not comfortable where you are anymore. You're not comfortable. That, that comfort zone ain't comfortable anymore. You know, so you have that holy discontentment. Maybe we have that. And the Lord's just trying to direct us and lead us to where he wants us to go. Ask him to show it to you. Have that rest of service. Now, the work of the Lord can get hard. It can get difficult. It, it can work or try your emotions. It can, it can even break your heart from time to time. But we can have that rest of service in Christ. The work can become very discouraging. But if you keep doing the work, if you keep faithfully serving God, come what may, you will reap the reward in due time. And God will provide the rest just when he knows you need it. Galatians 6, 9, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. In Mark eleven twenty eight 28-30, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So in conclusion, we need to draw close to God so we can partake of his rest. If we are weary, if we are heavy laden, Jesus says, come to him and he will give you that rest, that rest for your soul, that rest for your spirit. Come to him, rest in him, trust him. We not be content to just be saved from hell, but we should be seeking to experience that, that life of rest, that life of faith, living our all, giving our all for Christ. That's when you'll be the happiest. That's when you have the joy. That's when you'll have the most contentment in your life, but you just surrender whatever that is, that, that circumstance, that, that decision, that sin. Confess it. Make it right with God and, and live for him. Rest in Christ with your life. We were taught here to labor or to diligently pursue after this rest available to all Christians. Though many do not seek that, they do not partake of it, they're content to just be saved from so is by fire. But we need to work in our Bible study, work to live for the Lord, work at drawing those to Christ, work at drawing ourselves closer to the Lord. We have a promise of rest for all those that seek it out. We need to be seekers of this rest. 
Not content to stay struggling in the wilderness. Not content to stay wandering around, but seek to get that rest. Follow Christ. Give it over to him, and he will give you that rest. We need to have faith to act on the promise of rest. Unbelief will leave us restless, while faith will lead us to restfulness in Christ. We have to choose ourselves to do what it takes to access this true rest in Christ. Lord, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for your precious word, Lord. We thank you for how you've spoken to us tonight, Lord, how we can apply this to our lives, how we can just turn to you, how we can rest in you, Lord. Thank you for your word. In your name we pray. Amen.